0: hello and welcome to the book nook come on in and have yourself a seat If you're new to the Book Nook, know that this is not a new show or new podcast. It is just another branch of the Faith and More podcast. So what I do here in the Book Nook is we sit down once a month and we just chat. I share with you updates on things that are going on with me personally, as far as studies and practices and things of that nature. I also share some updates about the show that you normally wouldn't hear in a regular show, as well as, you know, some secrets that we share in the Book Nook that if you don't listen to it, you won't know. And then when you hear it in the show, you're going to be surprised. I also share information on books that i have read and studied uh, books that i recommend uh, prayers incense um, all kinds of things like that meditations music and all sorts of things so if you're new to the book nook welcome and thank you for stopping by i sincerely hope and pray you find everything you're looking for here in the book nook and more as well as everything you're looking for and more in a podcast with our entire Faith and More podcast. And if you're returning to the Book Nook and to the Faith and More podcast, infinite thanks and blessings and love to each and every one of you. I cannot thank you all enough uh, for your love and your support and for continuing to come back and listen and enjoy the show. And I so hope and pray with all that I am and all that I ever will be that this show is helpful to you at some level or levels. Hello and welcome to the Book Nook, everyone. How are you all doing? I so hope and pray you all are well and blessed and having a wonderful and beautiful December. I should say, here it is mid-December. We've got uh, the holidays coming up here real quick, and I won't say Christmas because I know We have so many different faiths that are listening, and there's so many different holidays coming up for so many different faiths, so happy and blessed holidays to each and every one of you. So as we begin this book nook, I want to see a show of hands. How many of us did our homework from last book nook? And Haven, cover your ears. Say what? (laughs) <laughs> the reason I said Haven hey, cover ears because she says anytime I play that sound clip, it's very loud. So those of you who listen, anytime you hear me say Haven hey, cover ears and it hurts your ears too, please go ahead and cover ears. I'm sorry, folks. I try to have it as down as low as possible, but it only goes so far. Anyway, again, getting back to the homework. Does anybody remember what the homework was for last month or where it came from? No. No? Okay. Uh, Last Book Nook, last month's Book Nook, November's Book Nook, we talked about prayer. Bring any memories or jog any memories? We talked about how praying from asking and changing that to praying from gratitude. So instead of asking in prayer for something, um, we talked about uh, Blessed Father Solanus Casey's method and how most monastics ascetics and uh, mystics do is they thank god first or thank the divine first remember we talked about that does that ring a bell if not you all can go back and check out that episode it's it's there but anyway we were all supposed to do this for a month and when we came back to this book nook um i had asked everybody to you know what all 6 to 10 people that listen to this to the book nook to email me or contact me and let me know how it worked for you um, by doing this, you know, way of gratitude prayer. Um, Did you see any changes? Did you experience any changes with your prayer? And some of you may have already been praying this way and have done it for all of your life. But still, it's nice to know if you feel it's a more effective way or a more fruitful way of praying. I'm still open to anyone that wants to share. And no, it's not a homework assignment, but if you want to share with me, please do. i will be more than happy to share that update on the next book note. Oh, and if you're asking how many people replied, nobody replied. So don't feel bad if you didn't remember because actually nobody remembered it. And you know what? I fault nobody for that either because you know what? I talk so much and I share so much that it was a month ago. So it's very easy to, you know, move on from what I said 30 days ago. In fact, you should just move on right now, right? (laughs) I know, I know. So in this Book Nook, uh, one of the things we're going to be talking about is um, making your own holy water. We talked about that last uh, Book Nook as well, for those of you who remember or may not remember, or for those of you who just found us and are tuning in. Welcome, welcome. Um, so in the Book Nook in June, which just going back a few, um, we talked about house blessings and how to smudge, cleanse, and bless your home. Um, you know, I had mentioned holy water. And today I'm going to share with you how to make your own holy water. Now, know right off the bat that if you go to, say, um, your local grocery store and you pick up a bottle of spring water or distilled water or jug of it, you know, a gallon jug, you can take that to your local parish, to your priest. Uh, It's probably best to contact them ahead of time and make an appointment, but you can take it to them and they'll bless it for you. Um, if you're so very blessed to be part of the Orthodox or Byzantine faiths, and I'm sure there's other ones that do it as well, uh, they actually have a fount uh, there in the churches where you can go in and fill up your jugs and, and, and items of that nature um, with their holy water. They do this on a regular basis. They, they make holy water and bless holy water. Um, but they always have a fount available available uh, for anyone that wants to come and partake and of course I would definitely um if you're not a member of their parish, you know be respectful and contact them ahead of time and just let them know what you you know why you need the holy water and uh, they will be most lovingly and acceptable uh to having you you know schedule an appointment you can come you know it'd be a great time for you to uh tour the church um get to know the the priest there or priests or who are the assistant priest or pastor and um, get to see a little bit of it. The Orthodox churches and Byzantine churches are absolutely beautiful. And I know I've talked about them in previous podcasts and believe me, folks, I'm not trying to sell you a used car. I'm not Orthodox or Byzantine as far as going to a church. I incorporate a lot of their uh, ways and their rituals into my rituals in my practices, Uh, but it's just it's such an amazing and beautiful experience that encompasses everything in you from the sights, the smells, the touch. All of your senses are involved when you walk into a Byzantine or a um, Orthodox Church. So again, you can go to these churches and they have founts available where you can get the holy water from. Uh, but we'll go over here in just a moment of uh, how exactly you can make your own holy water. But before I do, I will make sure there is a link in the show notes and description, just like there was in the Marian's episode, the Marian apparitions episode that we just recently did. Um, if you remember, those of you who heard that episode, if you didn't, go back and listen. It's a great episode, very fascinating, especially if you're into the paranormal, really cool stuff. Um, in that episode, I mentioned that if you contact, uh, there's this volunteer group that goes over to uh, Lord's and where they go to Our Lady of Lord's and they gather the holy water from uh, the spring there and they bring it back and they will send you two free bottles of uh, the Lord's water uh, from Our Lady of Lord's. Um, so and that's an approved Marian apparition site from the Vatican and the Holy See. Um, you know, If you have money to give them a donation or offer a donation, please do that, because, again, they don't ask for anything in return, but they do operate on donations. So by giving them an offering uh, of any size, even if it's just a dollar, uh, it helps them to continue on uh, their mission of continuing to go over to Lord's getting the water and bringing it back to the states uh, and um, in doing that. So if you're outside of the United States, I don't believe they ship internationally. Uh, But again, I'll have a link to it in the show notes. Uh, If not, you can Google it um, in your area, in what country you're in to see if they have a chapter in your area. But again, I will have the website as well. uh, So you can check them out to see also if they have a chapter in your country or in your area. OK, so I have an amazing how to article here, and it came from Wiki Howl, which is uh, part of Wikipedia or a branch of Wikipedia. And it was written by Megara Lorenz, Ph.D. She wrote uh, "It's This is really amazing. I love how she uh, made this list. And I'll have a copy. Uh, I'll have the link, I should say, in the show notes and descriptions for those of you. So don't feel like you have to write all this down. Uh, you can go to the link click on it and it will pull it up for you with all of these steps step by step on exactly how to do this but she does an amazing job uh miss lorenzo does or say dr lorenzo does on not only just addressing this on how to make holy water uh, from a um, christian or catholic way but she also does it from a nature way or as they say pagan again Please, folks, I'm looking for anybody that can help me with another word to use other than pagan, because to me, it's just such a salty, sour word that's been used such in a derogatory way. You have to remember, folks, that the first Christians were pagans. Jesus was considered a heretic and a pagan, and that's why he was killed. But anyway, um, this article, she does a really great job because she covers first on how to make it in a Christian Catholic way, and then she also makes it the second method on how to do it from a nature perspective. And it's really fascinating because those of you who aren't familiar with the nature faiths, which is what I like to call them, um, or earthy faiths, um, or universal faiths, um, it's really neat. It's really rich and, and, and such such an amazing thing, What you'll see here. We'll get into it here in just a moment. So the first is method one, blessing water with Catholic prayers and rituals. Uh, step one gather and consecrate your salt. Yes, there is salt in um, Holy Water. It's Christian slash Catholic, especially Roman Catholic. Uh, And this will be from the Roman ritual, the Roman uh, blessing uh, text from the Roman ritual. And I will have a link to that book in the show notes and description. It's a great book. There's actually a series of three books called the Roman ritual. Um, Yes, I have those books and I use those books quite a bit because Uh, They have very good old-fashioned Roman Catholic rituals that are pre-Vatican II, uh, which are really, really good. Um, Really just beautiful, beautiful uh, rituals. Uh, So, of course, the first thing you need to do is gather and consecrate your salt. You will need to create holy salt before you can create holy water. So, consecrate the salt, which is making it sacred or holy. First, you take some pure salt whether it be kosher salt, natural rock salt, uh, with no added ingredients. You can also use Himalayan salt. Again, as long as it doesn't have any added ingredients. And add it to a container, such as a small bowl or a jar. Once you are ready to bless the salt, say the following words from the Roman ritual. And again, like I said, I'll have a link to this in the show notes, so please don't feel like you'll have to write all of this down. And you say, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. O salt, creature of God, I exercise you by the living God, by the true God, by the holy God, by the God who ordered you to be poured into the water by Elisco the prophet, so that its life-giving powers might be restored, or excuse me, Eliseo, E-L-I-S-E-O, sorry about that. That you may, yeah, I exercise you so that you may become a means of salvation for believers, that you may bring health of soul and body to all who make use of you, arid that you may put to flight and drive away from the places where you are sprinkled every apparition, villainy, and turn of devilish deceit, and every unclean spirit adjured by him who will come to judge the living and the dead and the world by fire, amen. So this salt, by the way, folks, uh, those of you who know of salt blessings and putting salt in the four corners of your home and in doorways and things of that nature to um, bless and protect your home, this is the same thing you would do with the salt to do that for that purpose as well. Okay, so it continues by saying, if you are consecrating the salt in front of witnesses, invite them to join you in prayer. And everyone would say together, Almighty and everlasting God, we humbly implore thee in thy immeasurable kindness and love to bless and sanctify this salt, which thou did create and give over to use of mankind so that it may become a source of health for the minds and bodies of all who make use of it and may rid whatever it touches or sprinkles of all uncleanliness and protect it from every assault of evil spirits through our lord jesus christ thy son who lives and reigns with thee in the unity of the holy spirit god forever and ever amen and again all this is taken from the roman ritual also known as the ritual Romanum. Um, And again, I'll have a link to that in the show notes. So that is step one. It says there are no special requirements for the container to use for the salt. If you keep any holy salt that you do not mix with the water, make sure you mark the container so you don't confuse it with regular table salt, which is nothing wrong with that. You could still use it as uh, a great way to bless your meals if you use salt, which I (laughs) I don't think we need any more salt than what's already in our food, but that's up to you. That's up to you. So the second step, obtain some water from a natural source if possible. If you can, get your water from a nearby lake, stream, or river. Try to stay away from tap water since it may have additives such as chlorine and fluoride in it. However, if your water is obtained naturally, filter it beforehand. You don't want dirty holy water. What I recommend, folks, is if you are like me and you're a city dweller and you don't have a natural spring nearby um, to just go to your local grocery store and get a jug of spring water, uh, like a two or a a gallon jug, like like a milk carton jug of uh, of um, just spring water that will work just as well. So place the water in an open container such as a large bowl. And there are like illustrations on the um, website for this article that shows you how to do it. And I will include a link to an awesome YouTube uh, uh, channel where a priest an ama- I'm sorry, I don't know his name right now, but an amazing priest that shares how he does um, a blessing of holy water and gives you the background on it and the salt. It's beautiful. It really is. And I'll have that in the links as well. And it says here, you can also use tap water or bottled water if a natural source isn't available. Uh, Store-bought distilled water or spring water is also good to use. It says a safety precaution. If you plan to sprinkle the holy water on yourself, put it on your lips or drink it, it's very important to make sure that it's clean and well-filtered. You may get sick if you drink unclean holy water. And you may say... You may ask yourself as the talking Heads song goes, David Byrne, the talking heads. You may ask yourself, does anyone drink holy water? Yes, yes. There are people that offer it to people when they're passing, when they're seriously ill. Um, and again, if they can't swallow, they will touch it to their lips. They will moisten people's lips with holy water. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely done. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with it other than, you know, you, you're you consuming um sodium you know you're consuming salt with that water so please be very careful and again as it, the article gives a disclaimer i give the disclaimer to make sure that if you're going to do it use it for that purpose um make sure it is clean you know it doesn't necessarily matter if you're using it for for your house or something like that um but yeah you definitely want to make sure it's clean and if again if you're using spring water or something like that you're fine you can't go wrong so you've blessed the salt or exercise the salts. Um, so now you're going to give the water a workout. <laughs> you're going to exercise the salt, not exercise, but exorcise. the I mean, excuse me, the water. Now I'm all messed up. Uh, before combining the salt in the water, you will need to perform an exorcism over the water as well. Recite these words again from the Roman ritual. And somebody might say, "Well, why am I exercising these things?" Well. Uh, the Roman Catholics believe that sometimes uh, the baddies can attach to these things, uh, like being in the water, attaching to the water, attaching to the salt, because you know the salt comes from the earth, and sometimes the baddies attach to things in the earth, and you know the water comes from you know the sky, and sometimes I think the baddies come from that too, and yeah, you know, it, it's just it's just a matter of preference or belief, and it's just a term that they're using for blessing, okay. Uh, So here is what you'll say, O water creature of God, I exercise you in the name of God, the Father Almighty, and in the name of Jesus Christ, his Son, our Lord, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, I exercise you so that you may put to flight all the power of the enemy and be able to root out and supplant that enemy with his apostate angels through the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will come to judge the living and the dead and the world by fire. Amen. And again, if you are doing this uh, blessing with people witnessing or together with others, like a family or uh, a gathering, um, have them join in with you by saying the following prayer. Everybody says together, O God, who for the salvation of mankind has built thy greatest mysteries on this substance, water, in thy kindness, hear our prayers and pour down the power of thy blessing into this element, made ready for many kinds of purification May this, thy creature, become an agent of divine grace in the service of thy mysteries to drive away evil spirits and dispel sickness, so that everything in the homes and other buildings of the faithful that is sprinkled with this water may be rid of all uncleanness and freed from every harm. Let no breath of infection, no disease, bearing air, remain in these places. May the wiles of lurking enemy prove of no avail. Let whatever might menace the safety and peace of those who live here be put to flight by, excuse me, I have to turn the page, (laughs) by the sprinkling of this water so that the healthfulness obtained by calling upon thy holy name may be made secure again all attack. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, thy Son, who lives and reigns with thee in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever, amen. Okay, so the next step, step four is you pour the salt into the water in the shape of a cross as you sprinkle it in. Um, And the amount that you put in is completely up to you. I usually just use like pinches, you know, like I'll I'll take like my thumb and two fingers, first two fingers, uh, my pointer finger and my middle finger and pinch a good heap of it and slowly sprinkle it as I make the sign of the cross. And you say... May this salt and water be mixed together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Or as I say, in the name of the divine, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Or in nomine, divi, filii, as spiritus sancti. And then it says, if you are performing the ritual in front of witnesses, you should, should then all say together, the Lord, the, excuse me, you say to them, the Lord be with you and they will respond, may he also be with you or may he be with you in spirit or also with you or in your spirit. Uh, invite anyone present to join you in this prayer. So now you would all say this prayer together. God, source of irresistible might and king of an invincible realm, the ever glorious conqueror, who restrain the force of the adversary, silencing the uproar of his rage and vi- valiantly, excuse me, subduing his wickedness. In awe and humility, we beg you, Lord, to regard with favor this creature, thing of salt and water, to let the light of your kindness shine upon it and to hallow it with the dew of your mercy, so that wherever it is sprinkled and your holy name is invoked, every assault of the unclean spirit may be baffled and all dread of the serpent's venom be cast out to us who entreat your mercy. Grant that the Holy Spirit may be with us wherever we may be, Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, so again, you've done the salt. You've made it, you know, bless the salt. You bless the water. You're mixing the two. As you do the sign of the cross, you put that in there and then you say this prayer afterwards. And now you bless the holy water. So, yeah, I mean, there's a whole process to this. <laughs> I know when I first studied this, I was like, wow, I didn't realize there was so much behind making holy water. I thought, you know, a, a priest uh, or a bishop or somebody would take some water and kind of like, you know, a nominee, D V filius, but a sancti over it and make the sign of the cross. Bless it. And that was that. No, it's it's process. anything Roman Catholic is a ritual. It's a pro- it's a process. Some of us like me, raising my hand, love these rituals. So pardon us, please. So next step, step five is bless the holy water. Once you've made your holy water, you can bless it using the following prayer from the Novus Ordo or Book of Blessings. Again, same same book. Uh, Blessed are you, Lord Almighty God, who designed to bless us in Christ, the living water of our salvation, and to reform us, excuse me, reform us, interiorly grant that we who are fortified by the sprinkling of or use of this water, the youth of the Spirit being renewed by the power of the Holy Spirit, may walk always in newness of life. So it says when you finish the blessing, make the sign of the cross over the water. You can find the text of this prayer from the Book of Blessings online for purchase. And again, I'll have a link to it in the show notes and Description number six, the next step, use your holy water to bless your home and family. Once you finish making your holy water, place it in a container of your choice, such as a small glass vial or plastic spray bottle. I prefer both. Um, I will use the glass vials to take with me um, to have as an emergency uh, kit if I need it, wherever I go, Uh, whoever I encounter, you never know when you're going to need it. Um, you never know when you're going to encounter an accident or you're going to be at work and someone's going to fall out, um, or need help or assistance, or even ask, uh, for a holy anointing. So, and you can do that. Um, so, Hey, that's another, how about next? Sorry, folks. (laughs) I'm not derailing. I promise. Hang on. Um, I'm just pulling the brake just for a second. Next, um, Book Nook. Let's do um, how to do an anointing, a holy anointing. How about that? Okay. So <laughs> moving on, I've, I've let the break go. Okay. So moving on. So we place it in a container, spray bottle. Again, I do both because a spray bottle is great for taking with you to uh, do blessings or to bless your own home. Um, to bless things, just give it a spritz. You know, it's, it's, it's really good. It's really easy. Um, So it says, if you're not comfortable using holy water that you blessed yourself, go to a priest or your parish and ask for some. Some churches also have holy water fount, such as the Orthodox or Byzantine, where you can fill up a container to take home with you. As we talked about before, and again, please, I know you all are, but please, just a reminder, be respectful, contact them ahead of time, especially if you're not part of their parish or their church and make an appointment and ask if you can do this and ask if they can give you some holy water or bless some holy water for you. Um, I know uh, Roman Catholic uh, churches will do this, but again, you have to do it by appointment with them because unfortunately we have to keep in mind that the ratio between clergy and lay people like us is is very few. Um, There are very few priests for every um, person so you know they're very busy and they have a very tight schedule but they are there for you they should be there for you so don't hesitate to reach out to your local parish or church and schedule an appointment to have your holy water blessed. just tell them what you're going to do and what you need it for they'll be more than happy to help you with that okay so the next method method two is creating holy water the natural way and through face and by face of nature. And again, they've got down here pagan holy water. But I swear I, I I'm sorry, folks, I cannot stand that that word and I try my very best not to use it. It's 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 a horrible word. So number one, now this is different. But again, for those of you who aren't of the nature faiths, don't poo poo on it. Now, the people of nature face listen to the other part, which I hope they did. I know most of them do because they're very loving and awesome people. So let's please give them the same respect, show them the same respect and listen to to their way. You might find this more applicable to you in your beliefs than the previous Roman Catholic way. So here we go. First collect seawater for use for cleansing and purification rituals. Seawater is already considered sacred in most nature traditions. I'm going to be saying nature instead of pagan, so insert that. If you would like to use seawater for blessings and rituals, gather a little in a small bottle and leave an offering of thanks in return. Now, that's the big thing with nature faiths. They believe that if you go out into nature and you take something, you leave something. If you take, uh, say, you see a beautiful stone or you know rock or Pebble or something, you go. Oh my God, or a piece of tree bark, and you go. Oh my God, this is so beautiful. I, 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 I want to take this home. This would be great on my altar. This would be great for my ritual practice. This would be great just to sit and hold in meditation or in prayer. Please, when you pick that up, you leave something in return. Anything. It can be. Just make sure it's not trash. We don't want to be littering. Um, you leave something else. Leave an offering. So if you're going out in nature, those who are of nature faiths always have something. The article gives some great examples on what things you can leave it says you might leave some fresh flowers or a little food such as fruit vegetables that the animals living in the area can eat. I think that's awesome. That is awesome. I mean, why not when you go do something like this, pack a little lunch and um, pack a little something extra that in case you find something that you would like to take with you, that you have adequate things to leave as offerings for the animals, and especially, you know, in the winter and things of that nature or in dry times, it's always good to to leave something for them because that's when they really have a hard time foraging for food. So the second recommendation is gather rainwater for rituals of purity fertility and abundance if you want to use water in fertility rituals such or excuse me set out an open container such as a glass jar or chalice to gather some rain you can also gather the water from a well or rainwater reservoir Now if I could just interject and add a little something just personally from my perspective and and those of you from the nature of faiths, if I'm wrong, please contact me and correct me. But not all of us are a uh, very few of us are blessed to live anywhere near seawater. water. Um, so would it be possible to use the rain water uh, as holy water? I would think so, because what is the water in the ocean. It comes from rain, right? So I mean again, those of you of nature faiths, you know, please correct me if I if I'm failing and, and wrong on this. But I believe it would be just equally as awesome and, and good and holy to gather rainwater. I mean that's something our ancestors did forever in a day. Um, why not? It's very simple, very easy. It's connecting with nature You know, putting out a bowl or something to to collect the rainwater. Um, Very easy to do and, you know, very um, easy for us to access. So the article continues saying water gathered during a lightning storm is thought to be infused with powerful energy. You can also collect morning dew for use in rituals relating to beauty, healing and rejuvenation. It says here, many um, nature faiths believe you can use rainwater to help bring fertility to your garden. Simply use it to water your plants as you normally would. Don't add salt. If you plan to use it this way, though, it will damage your plants. Yeah, you don't want to use salt on your plants. But very interesting. It's very neat. So next is coming up with the salt, the adding salt. So step number three saying add salt to water to use for banishing. So again, just like um, the Roman Catholics use uh, for exorcism, this banishing slash exorcism equals the same thing. Practitioners of many religious traditions believe that salt can help ward off unfriendly spirits and entities. To make holy water for this purpose, place the water in a chalice. Say prayers over the salt and water that are appropriate for your particular tradition, then combine the two ingredients together and say a final prayer to bless the water and make it holy. Exactly what we, you know, if you want to go back to the Roman Catholic thing, that's exactly what we just talked about there. It's just doing it from the nature tradition and them saying the prayers that they follow. And it goes on by saying, for example, you might first dip your fingers or, uh, use a uh, wand or something of that nature, into the water and say the following prayer. Behold this water that is the giver of life. I ask that this water be blessed and purified and made holy in the name of goddess or of God in love, light, peace, and trust. Next, dip your finger or the wand into the salt and recite, behold the salt that is the preserver of life. I ask that this salt be blessed and consecrated and purified in the name of goddess and of God in love, light, peace and trust. Uh, you can also use in a theme, which is a dagger, a ritual dagger. Um, don't scoff at it, folks, because the Sufis use ritual daggers as well. Um, as a matter of fact, a young college man uh, who is a Sufi who had his ritual dagger on him, which was actually sewn into the scabbard, uh, was arrested by police for having a weapon in school. Well, get into that. Maybe next, yeah, we'll talk about that in the next book note, so stay tuned for that as well. Uh, Continues by saying, add a pinch of the salt to the water and mix them together, stirring in a clockwise direction. After you're done mixing, say the final prayer while still touching the mixture of water and salt. For as the water is holy, and as the salt is holy, may the union of these two be blessed and purified and consecrated in the name of You can say, God, goddess, uh, by the almighty power of earth, air, fire, and water, the elements. May this now be holy water to be used in goodness, love, light, peace, and trust, so mote it be. It says, any kind of water or salt will work for this purpose, including tap water or table salt. In addition to dispelling negative energy, may many um, nature... Practitioners believe you can use this type of holy water to bless and purify your body by gently dabbing it on your skin. So like you do when you walk into a Roman Catholic church and you dip your fingers into the holy water and you do the sign of the cross. Next is step four, leave water outside in the moonlight for another way to make it holy. Many nature faiths believe that simply exposing water to moonlight can make it holy. Put any type of water in a container of your choice and set it in a place where it will receive plenty of moonlight. You can charge this water with any intention you like and use it for a variety of purposes. For example, you might use it for love or for purification rituals. Preferably, you should use a silver or glass container for this purpose, since these materials are believed to be good at holding spiritual energy. As you set out the container of water, say a prayer or a chant, expressing your intention for the water. For example, you might ask for a blessing of love, purity or protection. And that's absolutely beautiful. That is such an amazing way to connect with nature. Um, I'm one that works nights. My son works nights and you know, to, to us, the moon has such an energy. A lot of people believe the moon, especially full moon has a negative energy. Uh, We feel it as a positive energy because it's actually our sun, (laughs) you know, S-U-N, it's our sun because we work at night and that's what we go by. Um, And I know uh, people who are of the nature faiths and they absolutely love uh, working with the moon. They will take full moons and new moons and they have all kinds of fascinating and beautiful rituals that they do. And very powerful rituals too. Uh, they believe in, you know, using stones and uh, minerals and things of that nature. And they use the moon to cleanse those and to charge those, as it said here, to charge the water and to make it holy. And step number five says add silver to the water for additional lunar blessings. In addition to consecrating your water by moonlight, many uh, nature traditions believe you can Bring extra lunar blessings by putting a piece of silver metal in the water. Choose any silver object, such as a ring or a coin, and drop it into the water before leaving it out in the moonlight. For a sunlight blessing, here we go, here's another one, which is associated with healing and positive energy, you can add a piece of gold to the water and leave it out in the sun. Add silver to a bowl with snow and ice and charge it with an intention such as freezing your enemies or getting stuck energies to flow you can then put this winter blessing water out in the light of the full moon to make it holy that's fascinating i I, i'd never heard of those two before the sun and then with the snow or ice that is really cool that is very fascinating and interesting so that is folks the ways you can make holy water again i will have links to the article, also to the Roman Ritual, Volume 3, Blessings. Uh, That is on Amazon for $15.89. I highly recommend it for anybody of any faith. Uh, There's actually three different books on the Roman Rituals. Again, this one was from Volume 3, The Blessings. And again, I will have a link to that in the show notes and description. So I hope you all have found that information as interesting and fascinating as I have. Um again, we learn something new every moment, or at least we should learn something new every moment and by gosh, that's what this show is all about, and um bless you all for hanging in number because I know this is a little bit long. I still have a little bit more to go over, and um just look at it this way you're getting a free episode. <laughs> I know try to try to spit it in a good way, right? if you're still listening, bless you, infinite blessings to you for still listening. So I'll wrap this up really quick, or at least try to be as quick as possible. The last bit is just the me updates, you know. Uh, Studies are still going well. I'm still in the seminary studies of um, church history and still studying the book by Ahmed Osman called um, Christianity and Ancient Egyptian Religion. Quite fascinating, very mind-blowing and mind-opening at the same time. Interesting, blows your mind and opens it up. I guess blowing it up does open it up, huh? Uh, But very fascinating, highly recommend it for anyone uh, getting into advanced um, studies of their faith because it really is very deep, it it is very challenging and it's very eye opening and it will definitely change the way that you see your Bible. You will never see your Bible the same ever, ever again after you read this uh, or study this book by Ahmed Osman. Uh, So again, seminary studies are going good. Um, The life coach classes are going really well. Um, I'm finishing up the um, CBT uh, class now, and I will be starting a shamanism class. Uh, Right after that, uh, I was able to pick that up for close to nothing on a Black Friday sale, and it was one I was interested in. So uh, very awesome and interesting subject, talking about nature faiths. Um, Always good to study those things and learn about the Native American and nature ways. And CBT just stands for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy or Cognitive Behavioral Technique uh, is what I'm studying. And I'm almost done with that. I mean, definitely by the time this airs, I'll be done with that and, and working on the shamanism course. So I'm definitely excited about that. Um, uh, regular studies, private studies, personal studies still ongoing. Um, and I have a huge announcement to make and you guys are the first to, to hear this. Um, well, yeah, yeah, definitely. You'll be the first to hear this because this is going to come out May, uh, mid this May. Wow. Why did I always almost say mid May? Give me a second. Ooh, I got a little dizzy on that one. Talk about a time jump, a <laughs> time warp. Um, no, it's not May yet. <laughs> Mid-December, since this will be out mid-December, uh, which is only when I'm recording this just a couple of weeks away, um, is a huge announcement I've got to make about uh, a new thing that I'm starting January 1st called the Oblates of Perpetual Light. And you all might go, say, what? Oh, see, I won't play that sound clip again because I don't want to hurt Haven or anyone's ears. But um, an oblate is... Is a person who has dedicated themselves to their faith, to their religion, um, but has not taken um, vows. What you do as an oblate is you uh, take, you make commitments or a promise. And the oblates of Perpetual Light uh, are I've got it to where it's kind of going towards the Benedicting Rule or the Rule of Saint Benedict. Uh, which is what the oblates in Roman Catholicism um, go by. Uh, But it's going to be very movable and very flexible because this oblate of perpetual light that I'm creating is really the first of its kind. Um, All of the oblates that are out, and I researched this thoroughly, that exist today require some kind of physical contact, meaning you are attached to a monastery, or a convent and that you visit that monastery or convent X amount of times and that you have to do pilgrimages and things of that nature. Uh, But they do meet online from time to time, but they still require that physical uh, show up, that physical presence. And for the majority of us, that's very difficult to do, especially this day and age with COVID and all kinds of other upper respiratory garbage that's going on. And so that makes a lot of us not able to participate in these things. And that's that's bad. That's really bad. It's sad. and It's very tragic. So, um, of course, you know, me and in, in my meditation and prayer, the divine flops me on the head and says, hey, look, um, puts this in my heart, so let's let's make an online oblate to where people can get online. You know, we all have smartphones now. Uh, even my parents have smartphones, and they're in their seventies. So we all have smartphones. So let us use this technology. You know, the divine God, you know, Creator, whoever you want to call that, which is everything, said, let's use this technology for for good. Let's use this uh, force to bring people together uh, for the purpose of communion, which means being together as a community and prayer. Service through prayer. And that's pretty much the only requirements that I have uh, for being an oblate of perpetual light. Uh, It is going to be inclusive, which means anyone, anyone, regardless of their faith, regardless of their uh, beliefs, regardless of their gender or gender identity, or whether they're married or married to same sex or single, everyone is welcome. No one will be turned away from becoming or wanting to become and in investigating the oblates of perpetual light. Um, and perpetual just means eternal for those of you who, who don't know what that, that word means. But uh, yeah, so um, it's going to be, of course, like I said, it's going to be inclusive. It's going to be um, non-denominational. Even though it has a Roman Catholic uh, skeleton, um, that skeleton is going to be a baby skeleton. It's going to be very pliable bones, uh, very movable bones. So um, I am going to be the director of oblates or the oblate director. Um, so I'll be able to work with you individually and say, "Hey, okay, you know this is this is what your faith is. So let's let's turn this into." Something you can use. And the only commitments and promises that you're making is that you're going to do two things. Well, actually three things. Mainly two things. Two things. You're going to pray at least once a day, whenever you want, for however long you want. It can be just two seconds. You commit or promise that you're going to pray every day. And you commit and promise that you're going to study some type of scripture, whether Whatever your faith is, and if you don't quite know what scriptures are in your faith, I can help you with that. We can decide and figure it out together. And again, it's up to you if it's just a sentence that you want to study and contemplate, because this is about contemplation as well, because all this is about helping you get deeper into your faith to grow more in your faith, um, commune more with others and help them grow in their faith by supporting each other. So the other thing is, is keeping in contact with me on a regular basis. And believe me, if you don't contact me, I'll be contacting you. I'm, you know, like that. I'm, I'm, I'm a pestering little flea sometimes, but I mean that with the utmost love. Um, and also is we're going to have an online meeting once a month for those who are interested. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is set up a Zoom account. Very easy to do. Zoom offers uh, 40 minutes free meetings, how many ever meetings we want to do. And we're only going to do one once a month. So those of us who want to meet face-to-face online can do so. And we'll do so once a month just to chat and discuss what's going on in our lives or Things that have come up that we've obstacles we've overcome and share that with others and also share if you've got obstacles that you're open to suggestions and help that we can help each other through share studies that you're doing or books that you've studied that you recommend Um, just stuff like that that we can do to to help each other grow in love and spirits and compassion and just really flourish in whatever faith you are or whatever faith you're not. Oh, and one more thing. There is a Facebook group that I've created that I will uh, open up to invitations uh, when we launch January 1st for anyone that's interested in it. And through the Facebook group, those of you who want to be more active, if you're like me, that's go, 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 go. um, Like my Aunt Barbara was in, in, just go 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 and you're busy 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 and you want to be involved 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 and you talk way too much like i do which i don't think there's a such thing as talking too much but i've been told that and i used to get in trouble for that in school and had to stand in the corner (laughs) ptsd no (laughs) they had every right to throw me in the corner but you get what my what i'm saying here is that that will also be a platform where you can be talkative The only thing is, is that we all have to respect and love each other. So we can't, there won't be any room. There will be absolutely no wiggle room here for any hate or for any slander or for any attacking. It won't be tolerated and those who do so will be expelled immediately. You know, you'll get your time out and I'll talk with you and if we can resolve it, we do. If not, then. You've got to go because this is only going to be a safe place that is conducive for everyone. It's going to be 110% a place of love, compassion, learning, growing, evolving. It's it's going to be beautiful. It definitely is. And I'm, I've already got a website set up for it. And I'll share a link to that in the show notes here. Um, and I will give you my email address. Uh, for the Oblates if you're interested in that here in just a second. And please feel free to reach out to me. Um, you'll see on the website that there is a trial period, you know, and it's it's a time for discerning. It's a time to uh, get into it and wade in and, you know, pull your pants up a bit and, and uh, take your shoes off and socks off and kind of wade in to see if the Oblates is something or our Oblates is something that you're interested in. And, you know, the trial period is usually about 90 days. So the the actual time for St. Benedict uh, uh, Oblates is usually a year. They usually will not allow someone less than a year to be an Oblate or to take those those final commitments. So say you get into the Oblates and you say, you know what? I, I love this. I'm into it you contact me, we talk a bit, make sure you've discerned and this is what you want to do and that we all have our heads on straight and that we are all going forward in in a proper, loving, compassionate uh, and healthy way. And then, you know, I I will say, okay, now you're a novice, you're a novice oblate of perpetual light. Okay. And then once you get to your 90 days or after your 90 days, if you want to take longer, you're welcome to do that. And you want to take those promises or commitments. We'll do an online ceremony between you and me. If you want to do it publicly with our on with our with a monthly meeting or just a special uh, thing, we can do that and invite everybody to have your fellow oblates there uh, or fellow people who are interested in the oblates. We can all get together. or even if you want your own family to attend through the Zoom meeting, we can do that. And you can take your commitments and you're an oblate. It's as simple as that. So again, the only thing you've got to do, and I know I'm going long-winded, sorry folks, but I'm excited about this. I know you can can tell. Um, Is that, you know, just those commitments is to pray sometime during the day, every day, and to study a little something and contemplate that every day and to come to a meeting once a month. And if you can't come to the meeting, then at least um, correspond with me, you know, through email. Uh, or if you want to, if you're shy and you want to do a private meeting, we can arrange that as well. I, I completely am open to that. And again, like I said, we got baby bones on this part. It's very flexible. But we don't have flexibility when it comes to hate, judgment, um, any kind of poison like that, attacking. It's. I want to make sure, just like this show... It's 110% safe for everyone of every faith or of no faith. So the email for me at the Oblates, if you are interested in reaching out to me there, or you can just reach out to me through uh, the Faith and More uh, contact. Either way is fine as long as you reach out and let me know you're interested and I'll give you information on how to proceed from there. But again, that email for the Oblates is Oblates, O-B-L-A-T-E-S dot P as in puppy, L as in love, at gmail.com. Again, that's Oblates dot P-L at com. And I so hope and pray that as many of you who are interested come and check it out, and as many of you who check it out enjoy it, uh, just join. It would be awesome to um you know commune with all of you more closely and just it's just going to be a blast. It's going to be a good time for everybody and it's going to be a great community of nothing but the utmost love, respect and support. Okay, so that wraps it up for this book nook. Wow. This could have been a movie, huh? <laughs> Anyway, again, if you've made it to this point, infinite thanks and blessings. You are a true blue, die hard listener um, and member of this show. And the show is here because of you. So thank you so much. I so hope and pray that you've enjoyed the show and that you found everything that you've been searching for in a podcast, especially a faith-based podcast, and more here with us. Don't be a stranger. Come around anytime, all the time. We now have an Amazon.com wish list for the show for anyone who would like to make an offering. Um, A link can always be found in the show notes and show description. Now, I know some people like to do that, that that helps them feel as you know they're contributing and doing something and this is the best way because some people have asked me about setting up a patreon and I'm completely against that I don't want to accept any kind of money for anything I'm doing here Jesus didn't do it Buddha didn't do it I didn't do it before when I taught uh, Buddhism and Eastern philosophy for four years Um, but I will accept books so I do have a list uh, on that wish list for the show that you can, if you feel compelled to and you have the means, please don't take from your grocery money or your bill money or from just life money. If you have it and you want to make an offering, then go to the wish list and do so. I would be beyond grateful and appreciative. And by purchasing books and sending them to me, what you're doing is you're helping me educate myself so I can then pass that education on to all of you. And that also sparks and creates and inspires more and more shows. So it's a gift that keeps giving that's never ending. I'm always open to questions and suggestions. Um, as I always say, there's it's always like crickets in my mailbox. <laughs> I don't hear much. From anybody but you know unless it's family and there's nothing wrong with that but i know there are so so many of you all over the world that are listening and i completely understand and i respect your privacy and i respect that you're quiet um and but i do want you all to know that i'm here for you all the time and uh, again speaking of suggestions i mean I know there are so many amazing angels and saints, past and present, in your community, in your country. Could even be you that the world doesn't know about, but by gosh, we should know about. Um, Could be some that have come and gone that are fading from memories and hearts. And we tend to, you know, shine the light on a lot of those here in the show. And that's kind of one of the goals of this show is to make sure these beings stay alive because they are such amazing, truly amazing. Um, It's tragic for someone, anyone really, to be their memory, to be lost, uh, their life to be lost. And we don't want that. So, again, please, please, please feel free to contact me, share these people with me, even if it's you. Please get with me, share with me, so I can share with the world. Remember, you don't have to be alone on your spiritual journey. Again, I'm always here for all of you. I'm always available to help guide, uh, offer advice. Uh, You can always email me directly or contact me through the website. My services are ever-growing and expanding as the Spirit takes me and as you all need. And the cost of these services or all services I provide is absolutely zero. Absolutely free. I'm here for you guys. Next is prayers. Uh, You guys always hear me say this and you always will. I love to pray and so do listeners of the show. So please let us pray for you. So. All of these services how do you make it happen by contacting me and how can you do that there's two ways you can do that first you can email me directly at faith and more podcast all one word faith and more podcast at gmail.com and the second way is through the website there's a contact button on the website where you can email me or you can fill out the prayer request form at the bottom of the webpage. You can also use that form for also asking for help, for guidance, for suggestions, for advice. Use that as well. It's a it's a catch-all form. Use it as you need it. So in order to find the website, you go to Faith and More Podcast. Again, all one word. Faith and More dot site. slash my dash site. S-I-T-E. And there's always links to my contact information, email, and the website in all of our show notes and show descriptions. So, until next week, have a blessed week and know that each and every one of you is in my heart in prayers. Bless you.